On today's show, it's Friday. It's Black Friday here in America, which is a weird way of saying this is the day we go out and buy a bunch of stuff we'll never use again. How much money are you going to spend on Black Friday? That's the question. For me, zero. Ooh, interesting. How much money should the Mavericks spend? They should spend some time shopping some trade targets. That's what we're going to get into on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, It's like this. You may hate me, but it ain't no lie. Yeah? Then the hands. Bye, bye, bye. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media manager and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Black Friday Fiend, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Woo! It's Black Friday. We made it. <laughs> I um, guess. <laughs> it's like the weirdest, dumb pseudo holiday we have, I think. I know. It's so weird. And considering that you worked in retail at one point, right? No, I was a server. I worked. I was a... Okay. So I, I worked in retail a handful of years early on in the working days, and it felt like I remember my last year in retail and I was like, I feel like I'm getting my holidays back in a way. Cause you know, your whole holiday season yeah. is just, it's wild working in retail. So shout out to anybody listening to this and you're working the retail life. The grind is starting. I, I feel for you. I'm just going to send a, a little prayer for all the retail people working black <laughs> Friday today. You're the real, real ones today. Don't, uh, don't punch people too hard because those customers can get a little rough. Black Friday, the worst day, one of the worst days to work in a restaurant, too, because everyone just comes in cranky because they've been up since 4 a.m. to try and get a TV they don't need. <laughs> Not a good day. Not a good day. I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout out to those people, too. Waiting <laughs> tables and all that. How much food did you eat yesterday? Oh, pff, all the food. So much food. I ate everything I could find. <laughs> what about that Cowboys game? <laughs> that Cowboys game was either good or bad, depending on which side of it you're on. All right, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Maps is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So go subscribe to our channel right now. Uh, we're joking around because we're recording this Wednesday night. Uh, we're recording this before Thanksgiving because we wanted to put out an episode on Friday for you guys, but we also wanted to spend time with our families on Thursday. So we're recording this a little bit early. So if any crazy Mavs news happens, this episode may not see the light of day and Isaac and I may be jumping on and, <laughs> and recording, but I doubt it will. The Mavericks are not doing anything over the next couple of days here. Uh, but what we are going to do today is go over some trade targets for the Dallas Mavericks. We're going to go over umpteen trade targets that the Mavericks should Put be. Put a number on it, Nick. Mon 27. That's the number I've been sticking with. I have 20. Did you watch 27 dresses? <laughs> no, but you know what I did? I watched a Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode that mentioned 27 dresses. So maybe that's what the number 27 came into mind. But we're going to mention a bunch of trade targets the Mavericks should be monitoring, shopping for, right? It's Black Friday. We're going to talk about shopping. They're just going to we're just going to window shop, right? We're looking, we're looking. Yeah. We're not looking in the pocket to see how much money we got, but we're looking. We're window shopping. You're just you're you're going to the mall, you're checking it out. It's like, you know, there's sometimes you go out on Black Friday, you go to Walmart, you go to Target, you go to the mall, and you're like, I'm just going to see what's out there. Let's just see what's on sale. Let's walk around. You don't really plan on, you know, opening up the wallet or the purse. And you're like, hey, listen, I just want to see what's for sale. And 
that's kind of in the state because here coming up in a few weeks, that deadline, that special day passes in the NBA to when it opens up the amount of players who can be traded. These guys that signed their contract over the offseason can now, I don't even know what the exact number is, but a lot of the it's guys lot. who signed over the offseason can then be eligible to be traded. That's when a lot of people kind of coined the trade season, open it up kind of because then there's so many different options. And when you look across the league, we haven't really seen a ton of big updates you know, right now, everybody's monitoring the Ben Simmons situation. I'm so sick and tired of that whole thing. Um, the Damian Lillard situation seems like it's kind of chilled out for now, staying in Portland, all of that. So, so then it's like, what's next? And I think that's where we're gonna we're gonna look at it today and say, all right, let's go around the league, let's canvas the league, let's see what teams could be selling. You kind of see the different tiers if we want to say tiers uh i love tiers if y'all didn't know that uh if you want to see like different tiers of teams guys like the warriors um guys like the bucks are they even like shopping they're probably not selling all this stuff they're probably standing pat for right now then you got a bunch of teams that just suck like the pelicans and the magic and are they shopping selling then you got this huge cluster of teams in the middle that's like hey can they go all in can they swing for the fences on some moves build around the edges. And I think Dallas, I think we'll both agree, Dallas is in that middle tier of teams. It's probably, what, 15 teams, half the league? It's a lot. It's like kind of in that middle middle class there. There's so many teams because I started looking through these teams and I said, okay, who's going to be sellers? And I can only name like four teams. I mean, there's not even many teams that are just going to be straight up sellers right now because everybody thinks that they're in it in some way. And the play-in tournament is part of that, which you know is probably not great for the trade market, but also good for teams staying in for competition. Hey, I love participation. You do not. You hate all, you hate all of it, and it, it annoys me to no end. Uh, all right, give me your first trade target. First one? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here's the deal. We're not doing exact well, trades. We're not said like a surprise. Like, like, oh, I can't believe you asked me that. Well, you just kind of just tossed it at me real quick. And I'm We're like, six I gotta, minutes in, and we haven't talked about a trade target I know. Yet. I got to figure out which one I want to talk about because I, you know I love fake trades. We're not going to – what we're not going to do is sit here and say, hey, we're going to trade – you know, X, Y, and Z Mav for this player. We're just going to look at different targets. What deals we're look, we're window shopping. Like Nick said, looking into these organizations saying, Hey, what, what player could be available? I think one of the top ones for me is I look at these teams that are kind of just going down and saying, man, there's no way for them to come back up. And I'm like, I'm honing in on the Pelicans and the Pelicans is one of these teams. I, I look, I wrote down three teams that I'm watching over these next well, month or so. Pelicans, man, they they just suck. They don't have Zion back, and I don't know what's going on with their franchise. But Valanciunas is a guy I'm just monitoring. Guys, I have, the- I have something to tell you about Jonas Valanciunas. He signed his extension after September 29th. So it he, was after he cannot be he cannot be traded according to trade NBA trade. I quit. I quit this whole he, he cannot be traded, which is. Which really sucks because that was one of my first ones. Yeah. All right, guys. So tomorrow night to play the Wizards. Uh, it's been good. <laughs> Love you guys. Uh, we'll we'll talk to you then for the post game pod. Pod. Uh, peace out. I didn't think that was going to be your first one because I I didn't realize it was right after that date. I knew it, it is. It, it's a very. It's one of those rules in the CBA where you're like, oh dang, it's just such a small weird rule. But he cannot be traded. It's almost it's the Bradley Beal deal that happened what last year or the year before where he just. He couldn't be traded. Isaac is grabbing his microphone and screaming outside. Uh, all right, give me another one then. I had a whole spiel, but okay. Can I well, say your Josh Hart? Your spiel is done. Can I say Josh Hart? Sure. 
Josh Hart makes 12 million, 12.9 next year, has a player option for the year after that around uh around that same number. 37% from 3. He's a good defender. Go get him. Like that's the type of guy that he is like if when you look at a guy like Marcus Smart and we look at these, hey, what's these three and D guys? Which I wouldn't even say like Marcus Smart is technical three and D, but tough guys play them on the perimeter. Good defender. Josh Hart's a guy that if the Pelicans start selling, and you know, obviously Zion is probably going to stay there. Brandon Ingram, they're probably not going to get rid of him. Although we could just do a whole dissection of the deals that they've made with Lonzo, Drew. Why are they even doing all this? But if they start selling. And Josh Hart's name is being floated around. I would love for his name to be connected to the Mavericks. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a name that the Mavericks should go go after. Should should try for. Uh, you like him too from the Lakers days. Yeah, right. Yeah, I like. Yeah, he was one of my favorite players when when he was there. For him sure. and Brunson together, Villanova. Let's do it. All right, let's get into let's get into a couple smaller names before we we get into some big ones later. There's one that I'm monitoring. That this is just primed for these these two guys are gonna go for a trade and everyone's gonna go really those guys got traded just for that and it's San Antonio Spurs Thad Young and Doug McDermott both guys that could could do really well for a team especially like the Mavericks what do the Mavericks need they need defense they need interior defense you know wing defense and they need shooting Doug McDermott brings that shooting Doug McDermott when he played for the Mavericks shot like fifty percent from from three in his time with the Mavericks Thad Young is. Pretty close to what Maxi Kleba is, right? He can do a lot of different things. He was playing center for them. He's a pretty undersized center, but he can play a little defense. He can he can pass a little bit. Bulls fans were upset when they traded Thad Young in the in the DeMar DeRozan deal because they liked Thad Young that much and he affected winning for them. So those two guys are definitely two guys that I'm monitoring that I think are going to go for less than we expect. It's, I don't think it's going to take too much because the Spurs are in the place where they are. They're going to get to a... a time in the year where they're just all right we're gonna send these guys off for whatever here's the deal thad young is definitely gonna get traded at some point i think and if he doesn't get traded it's gonna be one of these like wink wink hey we're not gonna trade you we'll just buy you out so you can join a contender type thing because Thad's on an expiring contract around 14 million dollars doug mcdermott you know they signed over the offseason to this three-year deal basically 13.7 every single year but doug mcdermott 30 years old compared to 33 for thad young Doug McDermott, 44% three-point shooter this year. Sign me up. Like, either one of those dudes. We've talked about adding veterans to this team. Thad Young, I think, would be super cheap. I would be very curious on what Doug McDermott's cost is around the league. Making 13.7, but like you said, I mean, he's a big three-point three shooter. I was about to say three and D guys. Not <laughs> not the uh, not the last part of that. But. Yeah, and he's just, I mean, we've seen shooters get paid a lot. Davis Bertans, Joe, Joe Harris, Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, we've seen these shooters get paid a lot and have been valued a lot more than what Doug McDermott was. So maybe the price will go up. But also, these guys are pretty under the radar right now. So those, those what, are some quick names for you. With the Spurs, the Spurs going downhill right now. If there's a chance that San Antonio really starts shopping some bigger names. Coming up after the break, let's talk about two names on the Spurs that if they really start to open up if their if their windows really have a, like the going out of business sale yeah, tag on the them. Flashing lights. There's two names that I'm I'm definitely wanting Dallas to call for. We'll talk about that coming up, but before we do, let me tell you about betonline.ag. It's Thanksgiving time, and that's what it means uh, we know what it means. It means football all the time. You're probably watching a football game right now as you're listening to this. Some random game that you don't know. If you want to get in on it, bet on it. 
BetOnline.ag has the is the best odds out there. You can go to BetOnline. You can see the odds available for everything. They also have player props, all kinds of new stuff. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile site to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On. Use the promo code Locked On. 50% welcome bonus. You can bet on football, college, pro, whatever, boxing, UFC, all kinds of different things that you can bet on BetOnline. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Go check out the NFL Bet Online. We're stuffed. With deals over Thanksgiving, <laughs> bet online. All right, Isaac Harris, we're continuing to get some trade targets for window shopping. It's Black Friday. We're window shopping for the Dallas Mavericks. We've talked about um, Yotas Valanciunas, who cannot be traded, but he is one of the most popular people. I, I posted on on YouTube the community tab. Who's somebody that Nico Harrison should you know target in a trade? And I saw a bunch of people say Jonas. He's just not able to be traded right now. It's is what it is. We talked about Josh Hart. We talked about a couple of you know Spursy guys, and there's two more Spurs guys. If the Spurs start really shopping, if they really start the out of business sale, who are two more Spurs the Mavs should target? Well, it's just their best players, and it's the obvious ones. It's Derek White, Dejounte Murray, and it's like if I don't know what the Spurs are looking at their franchise like of saying, hey, we don't. I don't know who they're building around. I don't know how they feel about these guys. They're 25, 27 years old. They both you know are under contract for multiple seasons. 15, 16 million dollars, I think, a year. I could be wrong on that one. Yeah, no, no you're right. yeah, they're right around that. Um, and they're just they're good defenders, good players. I I just don't know what the cost is. I'm just saying if they start shopping those guys, I think they both could fit well next to Luca. It's just the three point shooting is the is the thing that does scare you on it, both around 30% from three. But I would love DeJounte Murray's athleticism next to Luca if possible. Yeah, he's the next step in the DeLon Wright, Josh Richardson. <laughs> we continue to just find the next step in that that train of like, who's he's the guard better. to play next to Luca? <laughs> he's that next step. Okay, do you just want to have the let's, Sacramento let's conversation? Get into, let, yeah, let's get into Sacramento because Sacramento, I have five names for Sacramento oh, and, yeah. and this trade target. Rashawn Holmes, who's uh, the Mavericks have targeted in the past. Obviously, Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley. And I'm going to put De'Aaron Fox on there because – Whoa! I've been talking. I've been talking to my boy Matt George at Locked On Kings, and there's something that just doesn't fit right now with De'Aaron Fox and the Sacramento Kings organization. He's going to be in Philly. He could be. He very well could be in Philadelphia. But if the Mavericks are ever going to make a swing for some kind of secondary playmaker, you start looking up and down the list. I, I don't know if you did the same thing. I know you tweeted, you texted me about one of these guys, and you go down the list of players this season that are <laughs> that are shooting or that score 15 points or more a game. And average like four assists. And so I'm like, all right, let's find a secondary creator. There's like not that many. There's like 35 names or something on that list. Yeah. And it's just hard to find guys that could potentially be available. And De'Aaron Fox is, is on that list. So the, I'm like, the Mavericks really want a guy like that. And they want to swing for it. Fox is a guy that you're monitoring, that you're watching. Okay, what what's the deal with with, with him? Because they have yeah. guys to replace him. And, and, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, Davion Mitchell, they've already drafted. And yeah, it would be interesting to see. If if De'Aaron Fox becomes disgruntled and then wants out, because it seems that that may be heading towards that direction. It's not there yet, but it could be yeah. heading in that direction. And he's gotten better shooting the ball this year too from from three. That was one of the biggest things about him uh, uh, early kind, on in his career. Uh, kind of at the beginning of the season, he was shooting yeah, the ball. Yeah, he's not shooting well right now. Okay, what's it at now? Low twenty four from three. Really? Yeah. Okay, screw that. He was better earlier. He was better earlier. Just edit out the past 20 yeah, seconds. Yeah, I'll just take that. <laughs> People aren't listening anyway. They're with the shop on Black Friday. So 
the other names, okay, if they could get De'Aaron Fox, sign me up. I just don't think Dallas has the n- enough pieces to no. get De'Aaron Fox, and they can they can shop around. And, and but if he becomes disgruntled and, and asks out, then it becomes a discount sale, right? It just always sure. does. There's always these trades in the NBA where we go, really? They got Porzingis for those two picks and, like, Dennis, right? That's, that's what we said at the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, but I think the other names are very realistic. Like, yeah. Sacramento just fired Luke Walton. They br- – some somehow Alvin Gentry got another head coaching job, but Alvin Gentry stats in. It seems like I mean they're so due for some roster shuffling around. Any of those names that you mentioned, Buddy Hield, Harrison Barnes, I would kind of be surprised if HB is traded just because he's the vet. He's been playing really well this season. Yeah. He seems to you know everybody likes him. Everybody literally likes him around the league. But the Bagley situation, all of that. Any of these dudes could work on the Mavs. And if you told me next week that Sacramento shipped out two or three of these guys in some big deal, if it involved Dallas or whoever it is, I would not be shocked at all. Just all these guys fit. Like Rashawn, Rashawn Holmes would play amazing next to Luka Doncic as a big. Oh, yeah. Harrison Barnes in like this version of Harrison Barnes with this Mavericks team, sign me up. What? Just, you don't like that? They had that version of Harrison Barnes in my. <laughs> well, yeah, I, he, yeah, um, he, he's taking a step forward as a playmaker. He's taking a step forward, you know, getting to the free throw line. He's taking a, just a little bit step forward in some of the areas in his game that the Mavericks needed him to. And uh, yeah, the Mavs pulled the trigger a little early on that one. I think. Would HB want to come back to Dallas? That <laughs> Rick is gone, and Donnie Nelson is gone. What else does he want? <laughs> Cuban gone? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, but no, the Kings is definitely, I mean, I, I would, I would be shocked if they traded, you know, Davion Mitchell or Tyrese Halliburton yeah. or something like that. But they're a team that that's due to make a swing. Will it, will it be Ben Simmons? Will it be, you know, another team out there? I don't know, but any of those players uh, sign me up in, in Dallas that you mentioned, even I'm- the swing on Marvin Bagley. Like if you make a deal and it's like, it's centered around a buddy Hill, it's centered around a Harrison Barnes and Dallas wants to bring one of those guys in to bring in you know, an offensive punch to the lineup, switch some things up. And Marvin Bagley's to throw in into that deal. Sign me up for that. Like take the swing. They just took the swing on Frank Nilekina and we're kind of liking that. I'm not saying that Marvin Bagley is going to be like some incredible out, you know, all-star one day, but if you can swing on a top 10 player within, you know, a year or two from the draft, I'm all for that. I got one more group of players from a team that's just absolutely terrible, the worst in the NBA. Houston wow. Rockets, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, Daniel Tice. The Wood-Tice combo is maybe the worst starting uh front court in the NBA. Just by the way that that's they play That's a hard together. team to watch. Uh, it's it's quite bad, but uh, but those two just do not fit together. It is it doesn't look good together. Uh, separately, they're like, what is a good player? Tice is an okay player, but together it just it has not worked this season at all. Eric Gordon is just a primed player for. All right, I'm just I'm just putting up threes until the trade deadline, right? He is getting moved. It seems like at some point. But what would you think about the even? Let's just start with the combo of Gordon and Christian Wood. Okay, Eric Gordon. $18.2 million this year, 19.5 next year. A lot. Non-guaranteed, maybe even a team option for that 2023 season at $20.9 million. Uh, you know, he's a vet. He's shooting 42, 43% from three this season. The few games that I've watched of Houston this year, I've just been kind of worried about him. I don't, it's just a lot of money for him. 
and I don't it's know. a lot. It's a lot it's of money. He's he's a guy that he can get when he gets hot. He gets really really hot, and he can def- he's he's pretty stout, so he can defend in the post. It's a little bit the defending around the perimeter that can that can become an issue for him. Yeah. But but he's he's a vet and he's been around for a while. He's been he's been really good in his career. He's been not so good in his career. He's been all over the place. That twenty million dollars in that third year is non guaranteed. By the way, okay. Uh, I'm not sure how much is how much of it is, but. Uh, those are two guys I'd be monitoring in a package. I mean, because those two guys would come in and solve a little bit for the Mavericks. That would be Christian Wood, the, the rim rolling center the Mavericks need, Eric Gordon, another shooter, and potentially like you know defender around the perimeter for the Mavericks. Yeah, and like if you if you could bring Eric Gordon to come in and come off the bench, like he gives you that offensive like punch off the bench. Some I I wouldn't want to bring Eric Gordon in and be like, all right, you're going to be a starter or something like that. I'm I'm not here for that. But coming off the bench, I don't know what to think of Christian Wood because I feel like last year we would, you know, read stuff. You'd hear from Houston fans like, oh, my gosh, Christian Wood. I don't even want to take Evan Mobley because we have Christian Wood, you know, that type of stuff. And Jackson Gatlin would would all the time DM me and say locked on Rockets host and say, Christian Wood is better than Christoph Porzingis. And just like over and over again. And last season, he definitely like Christian Wood definitely played better than Porzingis this year. I'm not sure that's the that's definitely not the case the way KP is playing. So and I haven't liked some of Woods like I've seen some of his comments, some of his body language stuff this year. I don't know. It just well, if I played for that Houston team, I'm not sure my body. I thought this Houston. Houston team would just be like a young team that like lost a lot of games, but it'd be like, hey, I'm going to turn this game on a league pass and like watch this. It's going to be fun of and it, it just it has. It's hard to be that team. You got to have cer- you got to have a certain like certain veteran leadership on a team like that to keep everybody engaged because then it just becomes losing. And none of these guys have lost this much in their career. That's true. That's true. But yeah, those are, those are some of the guys I'd be monitoring for the for the Rockets coming up. We got some more. We got a bunch more. We're going to rapid fire through some of these trade. Targets the Mavericks should should be looking at. A couple centers, got, got some more wings, a lot of stuff we should talk about. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar, it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And right now, they have a special Black Friday deal going on. Oh, 20% off anything and everything at Built.com with the promo code LOCKED. 20. This is the only day you can use this is on Friday, Friday through Sunday. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that's today, tomorrow, and the next day. Locked 20. Use the promo code. Get 20% off everything at built.com. You can check out. They have some new flavors. The Ruby Chocolate Puffs. I got to try that one with the marshmallowy goodness inside. The the Lemon Dipped Cheesecake. I had the, the wrapper, but I just ate that one. I thought that one was pretty good. It's a little bit. It's like a key lime pie a little bit. Just a little bit of like lemon, but it has the puffs. As well, I love that puff flavor and the puff consistency for those bars. Check it all out at Built.com. Again, promo code LOCKED20. 20% off everything at Built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more trade targets for the Dallas Mavericks. Let's rapid fire through a couple of them. I got one more set that I want to go through. Ooh, a what? set. The, or- the Orlando Magic. I mean, they, they're just oh, a, another team that almost got destroyed by 50 the other night, but they have three guys, Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, and Robin Lopez, all in their own way, in their own flawed way, would fix something for the Mavericks, right? Gary Harris <laughs> in some more, you know, perimeter defense. You have Terrence Ross and some scoring off the bench, and you have Robin Lopez in, you know, another big man that would actually be a little bit more credible than the ones that the Mavericks have right now coming off the bench. So they're all very flawed, and uh, Gary Harris makes a lot of money, but I'm monitoring those three guys. I don't know how I feel about Gary Harris right now. Terrence Ross, man, what if they got him in 2019? And Robin Lopez, 
I mean, I would just feel bad if we took him away from Disney. That's my that's my. I thing. think Robin Lopez would thank thank everybody. And there's there's an international airport in Dallas. He can get back to Orlando pretty quick. Here's my only thing about Robin Lopez. How much like how much does Boban give you of Robin Lopez? Lopez though. That's a good point. I just feel like it'd be kind of redundant for doing the whole center rotation thing. But out of those three, sign me up for Terrence Ross. And that that would just I just don't know how I feel about Gary Harris right now. I, I mean, like, what do they do with Markel Fultz? Like Cole Anthony's like taking the whole thing from everybody. Well, and they got and they drafted Jalen Suggs too. Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Isaac's not even back yet. Like I I'm curious about this team, but you know what? They don't really have high expectations, and I love Jamal Mosley. So yeah, two two guys that we go. just talked about, and Mosley and Silas that are just having quite the year right right now. I am curious about some of these teams that are like they're not contending status. They're not like fringe, but they're right in that like Dallas like area of like Portland, Memphis. I'm throwing a team in. Here's a team that nobody Indiana. Indiana. There's here's a team that. They're at the top of the East right now that they're due for like a full in swing for it type move. And that's Washington. Like they have a good record right now overperforming, but they have random pieces here and there. That's like if they looked across the league and they said, hey, we have Brad Beal. We have Spencer Dinwiddie. Both these guys are playing well. Can we package together some of our pieces and try to go get a third guy? I can see Washington trying to do that. And Washington has some guys that actually like that came over in that Westbrook deal. You know, Montrezl Harrell's playing really good basketball this season. Uh, Kuzman's playing, you know, Kuzman, his sweater uh, is looking good. KCP. They also have, you know, some of these young guys too, like Avdia, um, Rui. Like they Rui really, hasn't even played yet. Yeah, but like they could really put together a few contracts and pieces. Like Davis Bertans is, you know, not working out a lot, but I'm, I'm using his name because it's a salary. They have ways to hit some salary numbers. Like if there's a team across the league that has like a superstar or somebody that's making like thirty some million dollars, they could go out, attach, you know, put some contracts and some players with it, and go get them if they wanted. So it's, that's just a team I'm watching. A specific player I'm watching is Pascal Siakam. I want to see what Toronto does with him. OG's having an incredible season. Love what Scotty Barnes is already. Toronto's like. They're so well coached. I don't feel like they're ever like out of any game, but what's the outcome to this team moving forward? And is there another team in the league that says, Hey, I want to go get Siakam and put him in a different situation. Let this Toronto team really lean into the young card. I'm, I'm not saying this is the reason why this is happening, but I'm just looking at this trend right now. The rap, the Raptors, when Siakam does not play seven and four, the Raptors, when Siakam does play, one and six <laughs> this season. I'm not saying Siakam is the reason, but something right there is not working out. Now, their schedule was a little bit harder when they played with Siakam. But, uh, yeah, there's, something's not working out for, for them right now. So, if it keeps trending in that direction, that's definitely one to watch out for with Siakam. And then, you know, obviously, let's keep on the Toronto route. Not as a trade, but definitely as a buyout. Goran Dragic is still a name that we're monitoring, yeah. and, and I mean that's that's the window shopping. Like, when are you going to put him on clearance? When are you going to put him on I the know. clearance rack? Right? Just when put are you going to bargain bin? When are you going to put the uh, you know put it in the the dumpster so I can go dumpster diving outside <laughs> of GameStop and find a big box of old games and go sell them back to a GameStop for a profit? I saw a kid on TikTok do that the other day. Uh, all right, give me another name. Well, just like staying in those teams, like the Memphis, like. 
I'm looking at teams like Memphis, Portland, whatever, and looking at the trade packages that they could put together and go get somebody bi- like with a bigger number if they wanted. Like Portland has the Nurkic, um, Powell, filler type of thing. Even though you know Powell signed his deal over the offseason, like they could put those salaries together to go get somebody. Uh, you look at Memphis. Like what if Memphis said, "Hey, Job Morant's playing incredible basketball. Jaron Jackson Jr. is young, but Desmond we want to try to take a next step." Desmond Bain. Did you know that he played college ball down the street? And just because a player played college ball down the street, then that means the NBA team should have taken him. I didn't know that if you knew that logic or not, if this that was a, one. This is a bit I can't follow you down. You know this. <laughs> because we disagree on it. That's the only, We should have a full argument about this sometime. On a, sometime, on a separate pod. not today. They should have that, taken him. Never mind. We'll talk about it. That NBA team should, should not. You think NBA teams should be blamed for not taking a guy who plays college basketball on a in the city that they're in. Just saying it would be more likely. It, it's, just, <laughs> you, it's a bigger miss if it's in your backyard than it would I'm be. I'm just waiting it. for the outrage on why Dallas didn't take Jared Allen over Dennis Smith Jr. So, because Jared Allen played, what, three hours away? I don't, does that qualify since Desmond Bain played, you know, what, sure. an, hour, an hour away? And I just didn't hear any outrage. I don't know why you're so mad about this. I'm not. I just think it's a the Sadiq Bay Josh Green thing I f- fully get. But the Desmond Bain thing, I don't understand. I had him. Uh, never mind. Okay. Uh, last name I want to throw out there. Kind of in the same vein as these other teams. Charlotte. Miles yeah. Bridges having an incredible season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Lamelo runs the show there. They re-signed Terry Rozier. <sighs> to your dismay. <laughs> um, they have some other younger guys. What if they looked at it and said, "Hey, they like is Gordon Hayward like a fit for them long term?" Like even looking at their like like their points per game stuff. Like Miles Bridges is their leading scorer right now, and like I mean, you could just look at the roster stuff. But does Gordon Hayward fit for them moving forward, age wise, timeline wise, all of that, roster wise? Like, would they want to flip Hayward to any team out there for like another big or something like that? Hayward's just a guy I'm, I'm looking at because Hayward's skill set is something that fits. I think would fit in Dallas as another creator. He shoots forty percent from three, plays the wing and stuff. So that's just a, another name I'm watching. Absolutely. That is that's name for sure that, that you're watching on that. He has not played a lot of games, but he's played every game so far this season. But he is one of those guys that last season was 19 points a game and four assists a game. He fits that mold of somebody that you want. The Celtics, when they lost Gordon Hayward, all of a sudden their offense tanked because they didn't have another creator. And they've been looking for that guy since Gordon Hayward left. So definitely and, somebody to watch. And like I know Rubio's name's been thrown out there for some Mavs fans and stuff. I like Rubio. I just don't. I don't know of a realistic way for them to get him, especially because um, Colin Sexton's out, you know, yeah. for what the whole season. Yeah, he's out. He's done. So, you know, they kind of need him. He's playing well. I love when they got Rubio because I love when a team gets a young big, like in a rookie, a rookie in, in Evan Mobley and gets a vet point guard to play with him. I love when teams do that. <laughs> did you and, love when they did it in Phoenix with Rubio and Aiton? That one did not work at all. Uh, that's true. But I think Rubio would fit on this team. I just don't know how it would work and, yeah. and all of that. So. Speaking of not knowing how it would work, Miles Turner, Indiana Pacers, always a name that you're monitoring, trying to figure oh, yeah. out when he's going to become available. Which Maverick does Rick want back? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. Oh, sneaky name at the end here. Oh, I'm ready. The Atlanta Hawks have not been that great this season. I don't think they're going to deal with this anymore. I don't think so, but if Clint Capella and Bogdanovich, either of them become available, those are two names that would just fit every single thing the Mavericks want right now. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. I'm done. Okay. Any of the bigger contract names that are like, are you all out on the, cause I am, I just want to make sure that we're, I'm trying to hit all the bases here on the trade, like conversation of the Kevin loves John walls, Russell Westbrook, uh, all of those big contracts across the league that, you know, are, you don't want to put untradeable on it, but none of those names, like you're semi interested in, right? Because I'm not there. No, I'm done. I'm out on. I'm out on those. It's yeah. weird that Houston's just not playing John Wall. But anyway, it, I mean, it's it's weird, but hey, it's what they're doing. It's the it's the thing you do now with somebody. Yeah, there's just not there's not a lot of. Yeah, Kevin Love. No. Yeah, I'm out. Okay, good. I am too. All right. I just, so there's the whole trade conversation. There you go. Black Friday shopping. Hopefully, you landed a deal, and hopefully, the Mavericks can land their own deal before Ooh. the uh, trade deadline in February. There you go. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. We'll be back on Monday. Well, actually, we'll be back on Saturday night with a breakdown of the Wizards game. My Myself will be there in person. We'll break it down after me the too, game. Me too, me too, me too. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. So, boom! Oh!